Hello, I'm Jerry Nowicki with Capital News Illinois, back for another discussion in our Perspectives on Progress series, this time with Representative Marcus Evans of Chicago. Representative Evans represents the Burnside and Chatham neighborhoods on the south side of Chicago, along with portions of a number of south suburbs. He served in the General Assembly since 2012. We spoke on June 3rd, the same day murder charges were upgraded for Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis police officer charged with killing George Floyd on May 25th. The three officers accompanying Chauvin were charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder that day as well. Our conversation touched on those developments, how Representative Evans would like to see the national discussion develop, and how he views the role of police and the media in our society. What goes through your head when you see a uh, video um, of George Floyd or any of the other videos, countless others? Um, that's, that's, uh, that's a reflection of my reality. You know, um, my friend was killed by the Chicago police, harassed by every, pretty much every police department in the Chicagoland area at one point in my life. And I don't have a criminal background, never been in any serious trouble, but, uh, it's just, a, it's that standard behavior, you know, of, I don't want to say the police, but individuals who, uh, use police powers, you know, in the wrong way. I think that's, I think I hate saying the police because there's nothing wrong with the police. The issue is bad individuals are acting, using, utilizing police powers. I think that's really a way I wish we could start crafting it, you know. uh, And that's that's the biggest issue. But, yeah, it just reflects on my reality. It's nothing new for me. You know, it stood out. I talked to Representative Ford earlier this morning and, same thing he said. Um, so with, you know, you having experienced that, that's got to be a, a deja vu feeling as you watch a video like that, right? Like, Yeah. Um, it is. Um, but at, at least with video, you know, um, people who don't have experience can, can see that, you know, we're not lying, exaggerating. I mean, these are some actual realities, you know, that people have to deal with with when bad individuals are given police power. Right. So the protest, the way I've been hearing from report and others is, is you know, it's it's manifest that hurt that um, people have had to go through. Is, is that your experience as well? Yeah, and it depends. you you got to gotta separate them. You know, the looting from the uh, protests. I think the protests are a reflection. I think the looting, uh, unfortunately, you know, when people are hurt, some people um, express hurt in different ways. Some people, um, you know, even you, you get upset, you know, when, the, when your favorite team lose. I don't know if you're a Cardinals fan, but you may throw something down. You know, somebody else may get up and jump up, and then people express their emotions differently. Right. And unfortunately, you know, a large amount of folks express their frustration through looting. And some did it through marching, some did it through crying, some did it through hugging, some did it through, you know, um, different ways. And that's the that's the the problem with, uh, you know, with pain is you never know how it's going to come out, you know. 
From there, we turn to a discussion of the media's role in addressing structural racism. Obviously, there's any number of media outlets, but as you watch the coverage, um, as you listen to the national conversation, how does that need to change and what do we as the media need to do better um, in relaying this struggle, um, these realities? Um, well, I appreciate the media now because nobody's running away from it when you continue to highlight the problems um, but, and, and demand action from non-affected individuals. I think the majority of the General Assembly is not black. So you can help to send a message to the individuals that, you know, they should participate and address some of these issues. I'm not, I'm not a, a woman, but I push for women's rights. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, um, gay or lesbian or the LGBT, LGTB community, but I, push for their rights. You know what I'm saying? I think that uh, we don't always feel the same way when it comes to the black issues because someone may not specifically understand the issue, but I don't specifically understand a lot of issues that I support. And I think because uh, it's not, you know, to me to specifically understand every nuance of it. Sometimes it's just good to support folks. And I think that's what uh, the media can continue to push the folks is, you know, um, even if you don't think that Policing is a problem. All of these black people are saying it's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, so I got white friends who've never had a bad incident with the police, but I've had more bad incidents than I can count. And again, I'm not a criminal. I've never been arrested. I'm not, but I've had all these bad incidents. Is it just because I'm unlucky? You know? You can ask yourself this question, so. I asked the representative what needs to be done to turn the momentum of the moment into lasting change. How do you work with your colleagues? What do you need from your white colleagues to um, sort of make sure that this is this catalyst is different and actually helps you create lasting change? Well, um, I think, you know, uh, Progress is incremental, even though we everybody wants to be fast, but it's usually incremental. And I think uh, the police is a good job. You know, years ago, being a police officer, you got paid like twenty thousand dollars. It was it was really like a lower working class job. But now, I mean, Chicago police officers get paid seventy some odd thousand after a couple of years, so it's a pretty decent job. You know, um, it's a it's a privilege to be an officer because you have these powers that the average person just doesn't have. And I think that uh, our colleagues got to send a message that a little bit more, you know, um, responsibility has to be given to someone who just has, who has the power to, to kill, basically, you know, that you have to, to to use that power appropriately. And if you don't, you know, you can't be a police officer and because it's a privilege, it's like a driver privilege, it's a great opportunity, you know, you cannot. You know, knee people, you can't shoot people in the back. You can't, you know, do certain things that, that just doesn't, um, that's not okay if you, if you're an officer. And, uh, and it shouldn't just be black people saying that. From there, I asked what's needed from the governor or lawmakers, and we touched on the evolving role of media and social media. 
you know, sometimes because we're politicians, we want to file a bill every time there's any problem, you know, and um, that's not necessary. You know, directing the resources is important for the governor. I think the governor controls, you know, all of the dollars that come in the state. So to me, you know, my my prime focus for the governor is just directing resources. That's what I would ask for the governor, Marcus Evans. Um, as far as legislation, I think you know we you have to get consensus on legislation because you know um, again the vast majority of General Assembly is not black, so those individuals we have to be willing to um, to support uh, the changes we made. And those changes would not necessarily be popular in their communities, you know, because they're not elected by black people. So that's why the media comes in because the media can can help with public opinion. You know, you all can can communicate to communities in which they aren't listening to Marcus Evans, you know, and tell those communities that, you know, you know, let's, let's do something to change this. You know, media has a powerful uh, voice and that's what, how you all can help. But I'm not always one that said we have to, 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 to change the law to change society necessarily. Um, because a lot of this is really about how do you treat human beings, you know, more so than, um, you know, law X, Y, and Z, you know. In your lifetime, what type of progress do you think you've seen in that area and in terms of media coverage? And does social media kind of allow you to have your own message broadcast a little more widely? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm 35. So in my, in my time, if you just go back, you know, 15 years, it, you know, it would be very difficult to just uh, to tell people anything, to communicate anything. So social media, uh, all the various outlets, all the various medias, media has, has, has exploded. I mean, we got talk, we got sports talk radio talking about social issues. So, you know what I mean? I mean, that, that wasn't happening 15 years ago. So um, it's much better as far as spreading information. But, um, you know, a lot of information is, is not always – is that you know the, the two issues I always thought is is lack of information and too much information. Sometimes you know uh, you just want the the right message to get out. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. So as long as the right message is getting out, that um, change needs to be made uh, and it should be pushed by all communities. I think that is the, the biggest thing. Do you find it difficult to, as you said, too much information? Sometimes do you find it difficult to cut through that noise. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, uh, but I don't know. I'm just getting my thoughts here. This issue is, it, it's almost like, you know, it, it seems simple to a lot of black people to solve this problem, you know, but um, some people that we talk to, if they don't experience it, it's hard to express it. Like when I talk to some white friends, they just don't deal with this problem. You know what I mean? So they see it, but it looks isolated. But it's such a, you know, a vast and terrible issue, but only black people really experience it. So it's, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a group of women trying to convince a man what childbirth is like, baby. You know what I mean? I mean, right. we, you know, it's hard. I don't, you know, we don't, I, we don't experience it. So it's hard to, you know, uh, it's just hard to sometimes express it. You try to get your words together. But um, what I would like to be doing is express to other folks that we need to make changes with regards to 
again, bad people operating as police officers, you know, um, killing or hurting black people. There needs to be a zero tolerance to, you know, uh, not aggressive policing, because I support aggressive policing, but, uh, but murderous and harassing police officers need to know that they won't be supported by the media or by any community. That 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 has to stop. That particular behavior has to stop. So, what do you mean by aggressive in that sentence? Uh, I think police policing in nature at times, you know, when you're dealing with criminals, hardened criminals, you don't go up and hug them. You know, you have to. So, the nature of policing at times can can be adversarial. You may not agree with the person that arresting. You know. Police officers may have to chase an actual criminal who's done harm to folks. That's never really the issue. It's, it's typically innocent people or non-threatening people who are being detained because everybody's innocent until proven guilty that are killed or that are, you know, harmed unnecessarily. That is the issue. And I think there's a clear distinction between that because some people have complained that, you know, you don't want police officers to do their job. You know, you do. You support them. You know, um, you won't do the job. Just not, um, you know, just not kill people. So then um, in terms of police oversight, you think there needs to be more public hearings? On, on, or, or what type of greater police oversight do you think is needed? We're dealing with, 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 uh, with lethal force. Um, I think there needs to be uh, greater scrutiny for sure. Um, I think, um, you know, it, it, we have to continue, the police needs to figure out ways to detain individuals, you know, whether it's using additional technology, whether it's better equipment, you know, a knee in someone's neck or, you know, multiple shots in someone's back that's running away, you know, can't be the way to do it, you know, and that's too, too frequently the way to detain someone, you know, um, so, uh, it could be multi-pronged. I think it's those people smarter than me that can figure out some of the specifics. You know, I'm just demanding that it be made a priority. I think um, it's not hard to get to the solution once people are uh, – who wants individuals like yourself and media and others say we want to solve a problem. I think um, there's plenty of folks available for solutions, um, plenty of attorneys, plenty of uh, – Folks who worked in criminal justice, black police officers, if you notice, you know, a lot of you know, black police officers are not involved in a lot of these situations. Uh, there are some instances, but there's not uh, it's not prevailing. And it's a reason, you know, get some of those folks to talk about how they're detaining folks. So I just think a real there's never been a real push to solve the problem. Do you think you need a more forceful pushing from any of the leaders of the Democratic Party uh, in the state of Illinois? They, uh, something, I mean, you can say that, but I think leadership is a reflection of the of the energy of, of those who follow, you know. So I think that all members or the vast majority of members of the Democratic Party and even some of the Republican Party, this is a human issue, you know. Uh, whether or not you want to, you know, tax and spend or that you believe in abortion or women's rights, all of that stuff, it shouldn't matter. Do you believe that that people should be, you know, killed by the police and harassed by the police or harassed by individuals, uh, bad individuals working as police? I mean, that is a 
to me is a very simple question. You know, is this okay for bad people to operate as police officers? You know, um, if these individuals were embezzling money from the department, we wouldn't accept this. If these individuals were, you know, taking money for tickets, we wouldn't accept that. If these individuals were participating in, um, you know, the bad behavior, we would address it. Correct? Well, to be had some individuals choose to participate in racist behavior and discriminatory behavior, uh, should we accept that? I think that's a question that every human being should ask, and um, particularly leaders. And if that's okay, I, you know, I think that's a problem. The day before we spoke, Black Caucus members held a news conference at a Southside strip mall that was subjected to looting last week. I asked the representative for his thoughts on how the state could aid the communities that had suffered property damage. So with uh, some of the communities, the ones uh, you guys were at yesterday, having mm-hmm. been hit so hard by looting, um, what do you think are the next steps to kind of rebuild in those areas? Um, of course, they're, you know, they're going to need help. Um, some of the businesses, I, 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 again, that's why I get back to where I think the governor can help the most. You know, I don't want to pressure the governor to solve racism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I would like the governor to manage the state and to try to get my community back, you know, reinvigorated, back uh, flowing as soon as possible to try to direct some funds to some businesses to maybe open up. There may be businesses who uh, who are, you know, they quite frankly upset. They didn't do anything wrong. So they may be upset about, um, you know, the looting and they may not want to come back. You know, how can we try to you know, use some funds or how can the governor encourage some of those businesses, you know, to not abandon my community, you know, particularly the Walmarts or some of the small businesses, uh, maybe some emergency funds or even the, even having a governor just encourage those businesses not to, to vacate my community. Because the hope, you know, this is not expected to be something that's happening all the time. It was just uh, like a tornado coming through, in a sense. Okay. Well, do you think uh, we have anything that we haven't discussed that you'd like to put out there at all? Or no, no, just, just you know, I think a lot of times uh, people who choose not to, who don't want to do anything, want to try to. Uh, hijack the conversation no one hates police officers everyone loves police officers because every type of person has a police officer in their life you know um no matter your color race you know we all got a friend that's police officer. so so it's not the police but individuals who accept the responsibility of police powers you know uh just can't kill people or just can't you know put these in people's name mistakes are one thing you know we we've seen police officers get into incidents and they, you know, you don't have marches because there's, there's police incidents all the time. But you don't have marches all the time. People are intelligent enough to know the difference between a police murder, you know, and a police incident that may involve shooting. You know, it's a totally different thing. And I think um, we need people like you to, to speak about that to say, hey, I mean, you know, police get into all type of incidents where they get shot at. And, you know, it's the nature of, of crime fighting. But we only focus on all the margin is about Laquan McDonald, you know, shot 17 times while he was on the ground, you know, um, young ladies were getting shot in their house and Breonna Taylor, you know, these are not normal situations, you know, 
Right. So uh, these these must stop. And uh, and if someone does it, it, it just can't be okay to just say, well, it's you know with, with no repercussions. To close, I asked Rep. Evans about the news of the day, which was that the other three officers involved in George Floyd's death had been charged with aiding and abetting. Yeah, no, it helps for sure. But again, this this is how you tell people that you know, hey, that justice it, it should be a normalcy. Justice shouldn't you shouldn't have to fight for justice. Now, resources and fighting, for example, you know, black people make a lot less than white folks, and they don't have the same experience in general. And I think a lot of black people understand that. And I think there's fight for equity and fairness, you know, economically. But that's a different fight. You can say, you know, hey, if you, if you have resources, what have you. But the the fight for existence shouldn't be this difficult. You know, killing black people just shouldn't be accepted. You know, black people are poor. We have other issues. But just the flat out allowing murder to happen, this is where you kind of, you know, where you're not going to get cooperation from black folks. And that's part of the issue is that we all got to oppose open murder, you know. I mean, as, as a as a as a society, just no open murder. And that's what some of these people are choosing to do. They're just wearing the badge. If he wasn't wearing the badge and it was four guys who held the guy down for whatever purpose, killed them, you know, they would just, you know, they would be. So you just, it's just one of those things. So that was Representative Marcus Evans in our fourth installment of Perspectives on Progress, a special edition of our Capital Cast podcast. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod. I'm Jerry Nowicki with Capital News Illinois, the Statehouse Reporting Project of the Illinois Press Foundation. As always, thank you for listening.